0: Welcome to Stay Engaged 2022. Everything you know and love about IAB Engage, but brought to you week by week. It's Engage, but offstage. Stay Engaged is hosted in partnership with TripleLift, the essential marketplace that offers advertising solutions for every channel and every objective. The only major supply-side exchange designed to make advertising better for everyone. Advertisers, publishers, and consumers. Today's offstage audio session is from our Stay Engaged sponsor, TripleLift. Interviewed by IAB UK's Head of Ad Tech, Chloe Nichols. TripleLift's RVP of Demand Sales for Northern Europe, Rob Ishag talks about how the digital advertising industry is successfully preparing itself for the depreciation of third-party cookies. Rob and Chloe, over to you.
1: Really excited to have a bit of a chat. I think a lot of the things we're going to talk about today are really sort of prevalent for advertisers, publishers and kind of the end point of consumer as well so yeah, looking forward to having a bit of a chat here.
2: Definitely. It's a critical time I think it's what everyone wants to talk about and think about the deprecation of the third party cookie more regulation around data and privacy but don't get me wrong it is quite scary we've got used to these ways of tracking and you know effectively recording performance and they're being removed and of course this opens up for a huge amount of opportunity and possibility but there is some apprehension so what was kind of the plan for triple lift acquiring OnePlus x Really
1: interesting that you talk about it being scary. I think it's scary for people without a plan. But I think if we're going to look into third-party cookies, they are flawed. Definitely. They're, they're not a perfect solution. So I agree with your point about it being an opportunity. Yeah. Interesting as to if businesses kind of work together to have a cohesive sort of ecosystem. Or it feels like there's a lot of secret squirrelling at the minute. So interesting as to kind of who the winners are. But yeah, yeah. so to talk a little bit more about sort of what Triplelift is doing... We recently acquired a business called OnePlus X and a lot of the learning that we're doing for clients at the minute is what does that mean, who are they, how can they impact their campaigns. OnePlusX is a first party data activation platform, which is an official way of saying it is a platform that allows publisher data to be used by advertisers and vice versa. It's a technology that can be scaled across all of the different formats that we work with at Lift. The reason that we've acquired them at this time is kind of the key piece of the puzzle. We appreciate that there's going to be a cookie world after next year and And for us, it's important to kind of get a business on board that we think is the best in market so that we've got enough time to test and learn with them so that when our clients actually use the product that we're selling them, we know that it works and we know that they have complete faith in it. So we're probably not going to be the only ad tech business that's acquiring sort of first party data solutions in market. Mm -hmm. I would hope there's more because I think most people will agree it's probably the safest and the, the best
2: way forward. Definitely. And I completely agree, like giving enough time to test and ensure that we have like the correct, you know, benchmarks, we know what's going to be happening, both from a targeting and measurement perspective is going to be really critical. I guess some of the apprehension is just even how it's being reported. There's a lot of hyperbole about the death of the cookie. But you know with the death of something as you pointed out which has its own flaws there comes a huge amount of room to rebuild and kind of make that more meaningful kind of interaction with an audience where you have as you mentioned first party data and therefore a relationship I was reading kind of a lot of what you're producing and I noticed a lot of media plus data popped up and I just wondered if you could explain what that means.
1: Yeah, of course. Media plus data is a vision. It's a vision that we are kind of spearheading at Triple lift, but it's also a vision that we hope the industry takes on. I think advertisers are used to buying media from a vendor and then a data set to overlay that necessarily might not necessarily talk to each other. Mm. Our vision at TripleLift is from the end of this year, every customer that we work with will be able to access first-party data that's relevant to them, and that's overlaid over the media sources that we have as well. So media and data is definitely a vision that is going to take time to test and learn, but it's something that we truly believe is the right way that advertisers should be buying, and we hope that others will follow suit.
2: We're moving into this privacy-focused world. Do you think that privacy can coexist with the same level of addressability and you know, personalisation that we've had in the past.
1: Yeah, I do. I think the reason that people are nervous is because we have had one way of targeting people previously. And yeah. I think what's been great from the, the cookie being dying or whatever negative <laughs> sort of morbid way you want to describe <laughs> it is that yeah. there is, you know, there's opportunity that rises from this. So it allows us to kind of go back to square one, revisit yeah. what is important to advertisers. You know, Triple F was yeah. founded and actually named after a duty to three key stakeholders in any healthy ecosystem, which is the advertisers, the consumers and the uh, publishers. So any decision that we make as a business, we hope to see a positive impact on all three of those. So yes, privacy is kind of now law. And again, that was a part of why we bought OnePlus X, because they're European based. And it's kind of really a, a real focus on European GDPR laws. We want to make sure as well that like we're not just targeting people in So there needs to be addressability and privacy to work uh, cohesively. Otherwise, the ad industry just won't work. So there is definitely an opportunity. What that answer is, I think we're quite open in saying we don't know how that will look. But for Triple Lift, we want to make sure that we're kind of making moves in a number of different ways to make sure that advertisers can still talk to their audiences in the right way.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I think, as we kind of touched upon, this huge time of transformation and change will hopefully open up. The three kind of stakeholders that you mentioned to collaborate better to design better frameworks for targeting and ensuring that we are using people's data in the correct way you mentioned you guys are really focused around users that they're consented and european law do you think it's clear the value exchange to a user when they're being served ads
1: it's a really interesting question i think users over the last year or so have got a lot more used to pop-ups on screen that say do you consent so we're in a world where people are aware that this is happening so yes i do think that there is an awareness i think do people understand the detail of it we live in a bubble of thinking that everyone knows what we know and that's not true so we need to think outside of our media bubble and think like how are our families and how are the joe public kind of being sort of given this option to consent or not you know it's also if we kind of bring it back to the advertising world I think gone are the days where you would roll out a data expert to have these conversations and I think it's our duty as an industry for everyone to be a data expert which is why me as a salesperson is comfortable having this conversation with you where times gone by it would have been our head of data having this conversation i think we need to make data privacy and we need to make it more of a mainstream conversation so that everyone understands it and so everyone feels more comfortable and everyone knows what they're signing up for
2: i completely agree and i've heard a lot about businesses ensuring that you know the legal teams are no longer a department they're very you know involved in the decisions which the cmo would be making about kind of targeting addressability but just to go back to you know acquiring one plus x how does this kind of impact Triple If's business in the UK? Yeah,
1: I think it's really positive. We get challenged by a lot of our clients on what is your plan? What is the plan? And I think Triple if's always been a business that fully entrenched in the programmatic space and has spent a lot of time making predictions about what they think is going to happen. So this is the perfect time for us to have an opinion. This is a perfect time for us to guide our clients and kind of feel confident that the solution that we're putting out in market is genuine, is kind of transparent, is, you know, legal, is safe. So in the UK especially, I think we talked about OnePlus X, we're an American business, but OnePlus X being a European-based business, their focus is on key markets such as the UK, France. So from a UK point of view, the platform that OnePlus X already has is very European focused. So it's definitely a plus side for me looking after Northern Europe. Outside of that, I think the UK as advertisers are very interested in this development and they want to be part of the conversation they don't want legislation to follow through and then they just have to adapt to it they want to be part of the conversation so having this sort of going through and learning and teaching our or educating our clients on what we know now is really rich conversation so we're learning a lot from what clients want Mm. which we can then feed back to OnePlus x and evolve into the right product
2: yeah definitely it seems more well it's more critical than ever but you're right, and, and I guess that kind of leads on to the next question, which maybe you've touched upon this. But what does the acquisition mean for advertisers? Is it that closeness to first-party data? Is it more understanding?
1: Yeah, I think it comes back to the vision of media plus data. We don't want advertisers to think of that as two roles. We want advertisers to go with a partner that has really rich access to first-party data and media solutions that they know work from a performance and a benchmark point of view. So. It's about kind of making sure that advertisers are part of the conversation, as I mentioned, but also that they're getting more for their money. I think data is such a overcomplicated space. And while it is a a very technical area of the business, it shouldn't be overcomplicated. Everyone should have the opportunity to learn about it and everyone should understand it. So I think. Our sales team especially has kind of been massively upskilled in kind of the data capabilities of OnePlus X, which, you know, a lot of people from the Triple lift side didn't know as a business a couple of months ago. Mm. And that's kind of evolved the conversations they're having with their advertisers. We know that there's a process and to do this properly, it needs to, the initial process or the initial rollout of OnePlus X starts with our publishers to make sure that we can extract that first party data safely and, and accurately. And then phase two will be with our advertisers. But the benefit of it is that when the cookie dies, they still have a perfect platform to be able to talk to their brands. And that is the whole thing that we're working on. We need to make sure that brands and consumers are talking in a really safe and kind of targeted way as well.
2: And the publishers have that direct relationship to get that consented data. I guess just a question which I wanted to ask, which you don't have to answer, but I was going to say, in terms of the first party data, to actually integrate with it, fully use it, Do you think advertisers need to restructure their businesses in a lot of ways? Obviously, some have been collecting first-party data, different CRM systems, some have a CDP, some don't. Do you think there needs to be, in most cases, quite a lot of work to get them to that place?
1: I actually think the clients that, want to use first party data have already started this process and i think that sourcing first party data from their customer base is done for a different reason i think any brand that is trying to you know get first party data because the cookie is about to die is the wrong strategy it's a waste of money and it won't ever be that useful for them if we take the example of a supermarket they need to know what their consumers are buying they need to know a little bit about them in order to kind of offer them the proper service so i think there won't be too much change because the brands that need that first party data will have already started that process and be a lot further along than a lot of media suppliers
2: and how will kind of my first party data be used now that triple has acquired a data activation platform
1: yeah so i think to clarify the point triple lift will never own or access your first party data we work with our publishers um, and the publisher first party data is kind of where we kind of identify you. There is going to be no crossed contamination between publishers, so there's not going to be able to target you on a different publisher if you've been on one publisher. But essentially what it allows us to pull data from publisher websites and it allows us to create sort of environments that we know advertisers want to buy into. So while we say it's first party data, I think you know anyone who understands the ecosystem knows that triple lift isn't sourcing that first party data but what we're doing is we're creating a platform that advertisers can buy into verified first party data from publishers and that goes back to the whole ethos of of triple lift of creating the perfect environment that sort of tripod of stakeholders which is the publisher the advertiser and the consumer so we want to make sure that consumers aren't exploited we want to make sure that they're getting really beautiful ads We want to make sure that the publishers are getting monetized for the great journalism that they provide. But we also want to make sure that advertisers can talk to those brands on the publishers that they want to. So going back to that original point about why we were named, it's about creating the perfect ecosystem.
2: And there are some brands who, I guess, are concerned with the risk involved. You know, if I had a legal person say this to me, they'd be saying there is still things that you need to think about when working with first-party data. There are also solutions out there which don't rely upon any personal data, such as Contextual. And how do you see the two of these kind of blending together?
1: Yeah, I think Contextual has been a really interesting space for the industry because... That is the easiest first port of call for all media providers. I think everyone has a contextual play because there's a story to be said about the honey trap of, you know, good publishing and and good articles, you know, drawing audiences to them. What I would say is what we've seen is that contextual is good, but it's not enough. So we bought OnePlus X because we wanted to have our contextual arm, which we do. We also work with leading ID solutions as well. But for us, to make sure that we've got a full suite of kind of how to target in the future, we feel that first-party data is the only way forward in order to kind of accurately target people. So contextual is definitely a positive move. I think it kind of complies with European law. I think we may start to see performance slightly dip if you're fully reliant on contextual kind of targeting. That said as well, I think there's a lot of different messaging around contextual it's mainly positive but how people use contextual any advertiser that I work with I would ask them to challenge what can contextual targeting really do and what will it do in when we're sort of replacing the third party cookie
2: I agree and I'm hearing a lot of kind of there's going to be a portfolio of tools that we'll be using going forward instead of just here's a single solution that's going to work for everyone it really varies depending like as you mentioned on the business and what they're both doing with first-party data and both their goals and objectives?
1: I think the reason being is, to be honest, we don't know what's going to happen. We've not even talked about Google's privacy sandbox. So this is something that comes in Q4 this year, I believe, and we don't know what kind of implications or what kind of advertisers will buy into it. So I think the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket, is kind of really true at this point. You know, we don't want to only align with one targeting solution because if the industry moves into a different way, we will get caught out. So... We're definitely kind of learning. We're putting resource behind a number of different sort of targeting options. But for us, we do believe, and you know, the triple if prediction is that we we think first party data is the way that we can sustainably kind of support publishers, give kind of safe journalism to consumers and also make sure advertisers aren't missing out on opportunities to talk to their brands. I think is the most uh, accurate way of doing it, but also I think it's the way that brands will feel most comfortable talking to their audiences as well
2: i love the impetus behind what you're doing because as i mentioned there is some hesitation still people what clients or advertisers sorry not necessarily wanting to put budget behind different solutions because there's this slight hesitation but i agree that i think testing establishing you know how much you're reliant upon cookies and where you can then look at other solutions is completely necessary to kind of not get the control back but to be prepared and you could only prepare by starting in some ways and yeah that is going to be the future unless something massively changes
1: what I love about advertising is that I don't know it all and hopefully no one that we work in the industry does know it all and it's ever changing and this is just a new curveball that's been thrown in that we can navigate around I think you know there is a nervousness that when the cookie goes brands won't be able to talk to their consumers but that's not true you know I think contextually you can talk to them there is a million ways that kind of people are just putting the spotlight on and we can evolve these so i personally think it's positive i think we will end up with a better way of brands talking to their customers i think from a customer point of view you know we shouldn't be exploited because I work in advertising so I often think about it from the advertiser point of view but I'm still a consumer children I've got you know my mum who kind of will click on anything online so you know I want to make sure that she is not being exploited and her data is not being exploited as well so I think there is that sort of duty all around so I do think this is a positive there will be a rocky road to get to it but I think you know aligning with businesses that have a plan is probably the, is the safest thing to do in market
2: definitely so maybe some TV issues but it seems like we're moving in the right direction to A more conscious privacy focused tech era which still gives us that same level of insight and targeting but it might be a few bumps along the way. I think
1: the reason that we are trialing a lot of sort of avenues is because of our kind of base of advertisers you know we don't work with a particular vertical you know we're not siloed to a particular kind of advertiser so we know that different types of advertisers will feel more comfortable with different solutions and we just don't want to have not explored it because that is our duty as a media outlet.
2: So Obviously as we move into this privacy focused advertising era, I think we're really conscious of ensuring that users understand what the value exchange is for them when they accept cookies, when they're sharing their data, when they're consenting, what does it mean for their experience online and do you think that users, people are aware of this kind of value exchange that they are receiving?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question. I think we all grew up watching TV knowing that you're watching Coronation Street and then the ad break comes on. So I think there's always been an understanding of the value exchange. I think as it's got more complicated is users go onto a website now and they are kind of posted with a, a contract essentially to you know click to consent in order to access the content that they want. I think depending on the user, they're kind of savvy around what it is. I don't think they understand the detail. And I think it goes back to the point of simplifying this process. You know, everyone needs to be able to understand what data is being captured, why it's being captured and what they're getting in return. And I think that is the grey zone. And that is probably the fundamental reason why privacy laws have come into place, because some vendors potentially kind of not acting ethically in that space. So I think, The value exchange is something that's never going to go away because essentially content needs to be funded by adverts and I think just the the recent development with Netflix is kind of a testament to that. But I don't think people truly understand some of the implications and I think what we can do as an industry is just simplify that and I think the simpler we make it, the more people understand.
2: I agree. And there's a huge range and disparity kind of in those consent mechanisms, which are popping up, obviously, especially on mobile. When you're on your phone and it's such a small screen, they can be so overwhelming and so confusing if you try and read the detail of. So, uh, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of work. I think that's
1: probably done on purpose as well. What's great about kind of the privacy laws coming into place is, I think I mentioned already, is that we have a chance to kind of reset what's right and wrong with the industry. So maybe that's a point of contention to kind of make sure that the the text is no smaller than a certain size. I mean, not my area of expertise at all, but definitely an interesting point to raise.
2: And there's a lot of guidelines around the TCF, you know, both from IB Europe and, and updates and changes and developments. So we know we're getting better, but it is a journey. The only other thing I just wanted to ask you is we've spoken about kind of triple Lift's growth in the uk obviously based on europe and i guess i just want to know a bit about how this fits into your global picture you obviously have a huge offering in the us but there's huge amount of disparity in kind of what we're doing with regulation globally but how do you see acquiring OnePlus and you know the development that you're making at triple lift growing globally
1: yeah i think from a legislation point of view that will always be localized going back to the vision of media plus data that is something that will be rolled out globally you know any advertiser that works with us will get media and data as part of that response to brief that we kind of talked to them about Lift is huge in the US and I think the privacy side of things again is all it all comes down to the legislation that is in that local market because making a global decision is kind of futile and is you know not worth the paper it's written on because every market is so local
0: thank you to triple lift for being our sponsor for iab stay engaged 2022 if you've enjoyed this offstage audio session please share it and tag at iab uk on twitter or instagram subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the stay engaged sessions and for the regular iab uk podcast in the next session, Adtonis' VP of Strategic Partnerships, Paul Cranwell and founder of White Label Studio, Roger Cutsforth, will share how and why audio is changing our world and how social media, retail, health, business and leisure are now using audio and voice, as well as the huge opportunities this brings the advertising world. Coming up as part of Stay Engaged.